Welcome to Damn Mom, Really? Which is a podcast that seeks to shed light on grief and open up a conversation about a topic that is often avoided. Again, this is a space for people who have either experienced the loss of a mother or a mother figure, and I am so excited to fellowship with you guys. The contents of these episodes is up to the discretion of both my guests and myself, and I can trust that they are telling the truth just as much as I am, as it feels right for them. Also, noting that the subject matter can potentially be heavy or triggering we have included a six minute cool down meditation by Liliana Rasmussen at the end of this episode for your pleasure and this soundscape is brought to you by Scott Reed Jr. Hello everyone as you guys know by now my name is Danae and I'm the podcast host of this podcast damn mom really the podcast that nobody wants to be on and everybody wants to listen to and y'all I always say it feels like it's been a long time since I talked to y'all but I'd be missing y'all for this week and a half I feel like that week and a half feels like such a long time um and I'm so interested in this like idea of time especially because my guest here with me today Miss Deirdre is going to be talking about how it's been for her the past 10 years of losing her mom and just the things that have come within that so Deirdre I have a couple questions in that regard, but the first thing I'm going to let you do is introduce yourself and also tell everybody how you're doing today. Oh, thank you, Danae. Thank you. I'm so, so glad to be here. As you said, my name is Deirdre, uh, Deirdre Boswell. I did lose my mom over 10, it's been 10 years. Uh, August of this year will make 11. Uh, and I, I, my mom kind of left suddenly. She, she was unknowingly battling uterine cancer. And uh, she literally was diagnosed and gone within 13 months. Wow. So that was a huge shock for myself. Um, I have, in addition, three sisters. So we, we're, we are a pretty close-knit unit. And of course, that was, you know, my mom was the, mm-hmm. she was the, you know, the the links, the, the big link in the chain. And she kept us all together, but um, her losing her has taught me a lot uh, over these 10 years. And last year uh, for her 10th anniversary, you know, grief is a funny thing because it comes in so many waves and so many shapes and so many forms. And last year I decided for the 10th anniversary of her passing to no longer cry and, you know, but find more ways to celebrate. And even after the 10 years, I always run into people and they always say how kind she was to them or something that she did for them. So I did 10 acts of kindness leading up to the day that she passed. So she passed on August the 10th. Her birthday was August the 11th. Oh, wow. So she literally passed the day before her birthday. So for the first 10 days of August, Mm -hmm. I did some random acts of kindness for anyone, anyone that I could think of, anyone that someone referred to me. And it was really, really, Mm -hmm. you know, it was therapeutic, of course, but it felt good to do something for other people outside of myself. And it was a great way to honor her because Mm -hmm. that's who she was. You know, she was very kind and, you know, she always looked out for other people. So that, that was a blessing, but so many things have, you know, just happened and come out of her passing. Uh, one of which is a support group that I started on Facebook called a mother's love never dies. So in 2013, when my mom passed away, she passed that August, Mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't been to church. 
and um, I decided to go back into the church building and church going to church was something we all did as a family. Like we would all meet at church and worship together, go out to dinner afterwards, things like that. So it was really difficult to go without her. Uh, but I decided to go that day and I was mm-hmm. so overcome with grief after the service that I literally cried out to God and said, what am you know, what can, what can you help me? Like, what am I going to do with all of this? Like, I can't continue to go on like this. Like, what am I going to do? And in that moment, Mm -hmm. he literally deposited in my spirit to start a group called a mother's love never dies so much so that at the time my best friend lived around the corner from my church. I literally drove to her house. I said to her frantically, like, I need your computer. I need your computer. And I literally created the group on Facebook that day. That day? Yes, just like that. Wow. And what's come out of that since? Ooh, wow. A lot of great things have come out of it. Um, It's so interesting. I was listening to your intro, and I kind of say so, uh, something similar on A Mother's Love Never Dies. Like, it's the great place to be, but you don't really want, you know, like, you don't want to be there. yeah, you don't want to be there, but you're so glad that it's there to help other people, but... I started out with like, you know, local members. I have members from everywhere now. I mean, I I mean, the membership has grown in leaps and bounds. I send out weekly messages and quotes. I now have one of my sisters actually is a therapist. She specializes in grief. So she's like the group therapist. Um, I have one of my other sisters is another admin. So we, I send out positive quotes. We've had like uh, meet and greets where we'll get on Zoom, you know, oh. and meet up on Mother's Day. That was really fun. Uh, uh-huh. We didn't do it last year, but this past year. But when we did it, it was so much fun because people brought photos of their mom and then where their name it was for Zoom, they would put, you know, uh, like, you know, Deirdre, Sandy's daughter, you know, like, you know, yeah. So like, that's how we identified ourselves, but it's people from everywhere. And what warms my heart is I don't always have the strength to get on the page and be positive for everyone. Of course. But people have stepped up. And they will welcome people and they will, you know, give encouraging uh, words to someone who's going through. So we share photos, we share recipes. You're having a bad day. That's the place to go and say today, I'm not having a good day. You know, I know my mom's been going for this amount of years. And one of the things I've noticed is it doesn't matter if someone's mom has been gone for 30 years or three days. The, the sentiment sometimes is the same. Yeah. And I've learned that. And I've also learned that grief looks different for everyone. Um, you know, and relationships are different. So sometimes the way you respond. But one of the things we all have in common is that our mothers were central and important in our lives. And we do have these moments. And this is the place where we can go and pour our hearts out and get support. Because sometimes you just need someone to listen. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to know that you're in a safe space. Mm-hmm. And that's what a mother's love has provided. It has provided a safe space. And I'm really, really proud of that. And I'm I'm, I'm glad that God used me to create mm-hmm. that vehicle because I realized when I lost my mom, you don't really understand until it happens to you. 
Yeah. Sometimes people mean all, you know, they, they could mean the best, but until it happens, until you go through it, there are certain parts of this journey that you do not understand. Yep, absolutely. And I felt like, you know, by God giving me this vision and by, you know, having that space, we all understand, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we all understand. So I, it has really, really, it's been a blessing to me too, because like yeah. I said, even the days when I don't feel the strongest or I don't feel my best, it is still, it's still flowing. It's still going, people are still reaching out to other people. And what do you think has kept you at least keeping up with it uh, over these past 10 years? Because it's a mission. Mm. It wasn't something that I did to get favor from anyone or attention. It really is a mission. I I asked God to help me. What what could I do? And he gave me an assignment. So mm. I'm on assignment. So I can't let it go. I can't ignore wow. it. I have to keep it going. And the reason I asked you that question, that was a word, by the way. But the reason <laughs> that I, I ask you that question is because there are days where I'm like, dang, I got to take this podcast. I don't really feel like it. Like those 10 days. And like I said, I really be missing y'all. But those 10 days come quick. I'm like, I got to edit. I got to find people Absolutely. to talk to you. And so, you know, and I'm sure you can resonate with this because it is essentially what you just said. You know, sometimes you're just like, man, like I just want to sit in this for myself. But then there is something that kind of pulls you that's like, oh, no, like there's there's a reason that I'm doing this and there's a bigger purpose for this. And kind of similar to your story, um, I was on the train and I remember reading a book and that this is how this podcast came along. But I was reading this book and I was like, God put on my heart to make a podcast. And then that night I was like, OK, I had a name by the night. You know, we dealt as girls, so we make sure that, you know, yeah. it's, it's done it's gonna be done right it's gonna be done quick um and efficiently and so uh i got home by the time i got home that day i had the name i had the logo and all that stuff and it was really just about creating it and putting it together and actually the one year anniversary is about a week away so that's really exciting i didn't even notice that until um (laughs) until i i was talking about it but thank you so much for sharing congratulations Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I, that, that's so sweet of you. Um, yeah, I can't believe it. It's been a year already. Um, but I want to go back to something that you were talking about earlier and kind of mm-hmm. just the fact that you're so entrenched in helping people in general, whether it's through the service that you do in the community or even just having the page and putting those sorts of things out there. Do you feel that ascribing to a life that your mother is proud of or your mother is so entrenched in, do you feel a closeness to her that you might not have felt before? Has it deepened your bond? Like, mm-hmm. how has that transformed you guys' relationship after her passing? Well, it definitely has. Um it it, it gives it gives me a part of her Hmm. you know it gives me a part of her because physically of course she's not here but uh and in so many ways I've you know I kind of already was in my mother's footsteps I went to the same college we played the same party (laughs) so we we had a lot of and in some you know some people say I look like her I mean so we we had a bond but I would definitely say that following in her lead even since she's been uh she's transitioned that it certainly keeps her close to me okay yeah it definitely keeps her close yeah i've definitely been trying to make sure that i'm sort of aiding in my mom's mission in that way too um and i feel closest to her and maybe you feel the same but i feel I've, I've always been very close to my mom like same to you you know same sorority all that stuff but i've developed a 
a deeper closeness to her since she's passed. And, mm-hmm. and not in the sense that, and I don't want to make it sound like this, not in the sense that her physical presence um, isn't missed and I'm like not yearning for it, but in the year and a half that it's been since she's transitioned, I've really uh, opened up my mind to all that our relationship is that has nothing to do with that sort of like physical, I touch you, you touch me. And of course, again, I, I miss those things, mm-hmm. but like the depth of our relationship now is just, it far surpasses anything Absolutely. that it could have been when she was here. And it feels weird to say that because it's never like a, I don't but miss her. Spiritual. Yeah. It's spiritual. That's what it is. What you're talking about is, is it's it's spiritual. It's one of those things that you can't physically you can't touch it, but mm-hmm. you feel it in your spirit and yeah. your soul. Because I feel the same way. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, it's like a, it's, it's like a knowing. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a knowing. It's a it's a feeling and. Yeah. When you when you have that type of bond and that love, it transcends everything. You Absolutely. know, she, you know, um, there are moments when I've gone through turn. You know, I've had some turmoil, some things happen in my life. I mean, I got to, I got married and divorced within five years, and I felt like that was a period of time I really needed my mom, even though you know I was a full grown adult. But <laughs> yeah. I still felt like, oh gosh, I really need her. But there were days and there were moments in that turmoil more where I could feel her wrap her arms around me. Mm. I can feel her or hear her saying, it's going to be okay. And yeah. there was a moment that she and I shared when she was sick where um, she kept tapping. Uh, she kept tapping my hand. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, when I go through something, I could out of nowhere will tap my, my leg with my hand. Wow. Wow. And I take that as a sign that she's telling me it's going to be okay or she's comforting me. Yeah. And so in this world that we live in where we really try to separate spiritual and sort of physical and people kind of act as if those two kind of can't coincide, how did you get to a point where you understood that that was your mom? Because I think a lot of people struggle with this idea of like, how do I know it's them? How can I tell? Certainly. It's almost like a confirmation. Like you always get a sign. And I think some, I think the closer you are to the idea, um, the less, the less of a sign you need. And what I mean by that is people, I've heard people, I'm going to use a personal experience. We were, when my mother initially passed, I had a family member ask for something that belonged to her. And without thought, and when I say initially passed, I mean, I don't even think, I don't even think my mother had been buried a month yet. It had been a month, right, since we buried her. And without thought, I immediately considered giving this relative, you know, my this item of my mother's that they asked for. We were in my mother's house and suddenly we heard a big boom. And my sister and I ran down the stairs because we were like, oh gosh, like what is that? And one of the pictures, one of the paintings on the wall in my mother's house literally had fallen. Oh, wow. To the floor, on the carpet now. And completely, it it, like it literally fell apart. That's so crazy. And I said, oh "Oh, no, mommy doesn't want, mommy doesn't want me to give this away. So that was a big sign to me. Sure, yeah. This picture that had always been on the wall, that had never come down. And I mean, when I said it was like a crash, it was a crash. Now, 
through the years, things have been a lot more subtle because I'm a lot more connected spiritually to the idea that my mother can be, can be with me outside of the physical realm. And I think that also has a lot to do with where a person is spiritually. And when I say spiritually, you heard I said spiritual and not religious. I'm not talking about anyone's religion. I'm talking about spirituality, your connection with the spirit. If you're in tune with things that are very close to you, that, um, and like I said, we were very close, so we had a connection. So there was an understanding there. So to me, it's not unusual at all that she would come visit, that she would let her presence be known. Um, None of that. Like there are things that there are signs. So that's basically what I'm saying. There are signs and pay attention to the signs because they are there. So a couple months ago, I had this really great dream and it makes me smile because it just, I can recall it so vividly, but I had this dream about my mom and she gave me the hug, like this be- the best hug. And the only way I could describe it is like, it felt like gold. Like it mm-hmm. felt like light, it felt like shimmery. And when I close my eyes, I can still reflect on it. And so, you know, <laughs> when people hear stuff like that and they know or you acknowledge that you consider that a sign, a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, uh, yeah, I don't believe in that. Oh, it was just a coincidence. But I think that at a certain point, mm-hmm things become too quote unquote coincidental for it to actually be a coincidence. Mm -hmm. And that's so cool that you were kind of able to experience that with your mom. And thank you so much for sharing that. I think sometimes people get so caught up in like things being so obvious in their face, but sometimes things are subtle. And I, I do agree, you know, when you are so attached to the person that you lost or a person that you love or whatever the case may be, the signs don't need to be so overt because they know that you know. Absolutely. It could be very, very subtle. You know, I remember sitting on the bed and because uh, like the first year that my mom passed, I didn't even sleep. Wow, really? And when I say I didn't sleep, I literally, I would only fall asleep in a room full of people if I was with you know, if I was with someone and we were talking, having a good time, I would suddenly fall asleep. But Literally, I was up 24 hours a day. Like, um, I wasn't working at the time. I mean, like, I literally was wide awake. And my day would be full. I would do all these things all day long. But it was like I didn't want quiet. Mm-hmm. But cause when, of course, when the quiet comes, you start thinking. Right, right. So I remember uh, watching television. And I could you know, I could feel that she was around. It was just something in me could feel it, but you can't, you're in a room, you're in there alone. You can't see her. Suddenly I saw the mattress on the bed. You're lying. I jumped up at first and then I looked and I just shook my head and I just said, okay, mommy. Mm. Yeah. Cause I mean, what else was I, you know, yeah. What else could I do? I, as the years have gone by, I have less of the obvious signs. Um, I loved when you said earlier about dreaming about your mom, because I feel like I dream about mine every night. Yeah, I I, I dream about it every night. And I mean, it's not, sometimes there's interaction, sometimes there's not. Sometimes I know she's, she's no longer here. Sometimes I don't. A lot of her, the dreams uh she's away same actually you know, she, my mother used to travel a lot so it would be like oh she's away you know those that type of thing 
it just, you know, it just all, it comes in all sorts of forms, but either way, it's very comforting um, because it makes me still feel that uh, she is, again, a part of my life, a part of, a part of my, my, my world. And in some way, form or some shape, form or fashion, even my sisters and I have three sisters and we talk on the phone. I mean, every day people think think is, is some people think it's like, like, Oh my God, they're always on the phone. Like we talk on several times a day, all day. And there's four of us. And um, we were always called, Oh, those are Sandy's girls. Those are Sandy's girls. So I I mean, when she passed, it was, you know, I I had no choice but to create Sandy's Girls Incorporated because, you know, uh, she, we are Sandy's Girls. So we identify ourselves as Sandy's Girl 1, 2, 3, and 4 based on our our birth uh, order. And sometimes when we're on the phone, if we're talking about something that we probably shouldn't be talking about... (laughs) Or, you know, we're, we're very, we're all very opinionated women, very strong women. <laughs> if, it get, if it gets too heated, if we get disconnected, we're like, oh, mommy said that's enough. You know, we'll say something like that. Like we know, or mommy said, okay, enough of that. You know, like we, it, there, there are, there are, you know, there's signs and that's, that, that's, for, that's a sign, you know, or sometimes, you know, sometimes when we're talking about something, our age ranges are really strange too. Like I'm, there's a 19 year difference between myself and my youngest sister. Wow, really? Yeah. So um, sometimes when we talk about certain things, uh, my sibling, someone will say, well, I hope she tickles your toes tonight, you know, or something like that. Or someone says something someone doesn't like, well, I hope mommy comes and tickles your toes, you know, or something, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's, it's nice to have uh, and to know what those, what those feelings are. Because like you said, someone else may think, oh, that's weird, that's strange, or she's crazy, or, you know, but it's nice to know what they are. Um, and it's nice to have to have that. What people don't understand is that when someone transitions, it's really, really difficult to manage all of that love that you have, you know, because that love doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. So it's difficult to manage it and try to navigate it because, like I said that time, what am I going to do with all of this? What am I like? I could not walk around bottled up that way. So by God giving me the vision for the group. And then the other thing is so interesting that is so my mom. Like it's so something that she would have done. Because again, she's always thinking about other people. Here's a way to honor her without, you know, really, you know, like really thinking about it, that I'm, I'm able to help people in some way. And people are able to help me, which I think is is great. So you talked about your podcast. During my mother's illness, God had given me a vision. Same thing. Gave me the logo, gave me the design, the colors of the logo. And, you know, we're, we're, we're Delta girls. So I would never have chosen pink as a logo, you know, like God said, these are the colors, you know, pink and brown. And, and I just, it took me about seven years to do something with it. He said it was a show. He said it was, and I, and I, I tried to figure out how to navigate it. You know, what am I going to do with this show? I knew it was going to be called Sipping Tea with D. 
but I didn't know in what form. And it wasn't until the pandemic that I heard from God again. And he was like, it's time. Wow. I did the intro. Then I tried to sit on that. I got the logo done. I called a friend and he did the logo. And, you know, then God said, okay, you have this, you have this. Now, you know, when are you, you going to air? And I literally just chose a date out of the blue during the pandemic now. Hmm. Sat on this for about seven years. Then all of a sudden during the pandemic, I'm like, okay, boom, 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 boom. And I'm so pleased and so proud to say that this June will be the fourth year of Sipping Tea with you. And Sipping Tea with you is about positivity, uplifting women, uh, in particular African-American women, only because we've been so marginalized in the media. And my platform is nothing but it's about positivity, you know, and I'm just so grateful that God just like has used me in these ways and that these things have come out of the most painful period of my life. I mean, I just didn't understand why I had so much creative vision during that time. You know, that was like, like I said, my mom was diagnosed and gone within 13 months. Like our lives turned upside down within that period of time, someone that had been there my entire life, you know, someone like my norm, like my, and I, and I remember when my mom was going, she was diagnosed with uh, stage four uterine cancer. Okay. And when she was diagnosed, you know, we used to go to appointments and stuff. And I used to always say to her, you know, this is our new normal. This is our new normal. You know, we just, when she would, you know, mm. be down a little bit and you know, and I would just say, well, this is just our new normal and, you know, try to go with it. And I said that to myself a lot after she was gone. Like, well, Deidre, this is your new normal. You know, to your point, it's so interesting because obviously DMR um, was birthed out of the loss of my mother as well. And I do think that there is a lot of creative freedom that you have to express in moments of sadness. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because it seems like to be um, at the peak of your creative ability, you do have to go through some things and that really sucks um but when you are able to turn it into something beautiful and fruitful like both you and i have i think that it says a lot um about the love that we have for the people that we lost so we're talking about creation out of grief in general and i think for me one of the things that really gets me through is the thought that i'm just one day closer to her like every day is like a check off the list and that i'm just one day closer Um, And I guess I try not to think like that because it is kind of morbid and like alluding to wanting to not be here. Um, But it's not that I don't want to be here. It's just that I want to be with her. So, you know, people say like, oh, you know, your mom wouldn't want you to feel that way. And so I'm like, yeah, I mean, I hear that. But like, that's how I feel. So for me, that's how I am adjusting to my new normal or at least trying to. People say that they say, oh, she wouldn't want that. And of course we know that because we were blessed. We had great moms. Mm, We had moms that we had significant, genuine relationships with. (laughs) So, you know, our cheerleaders, no matter what, you know, and I would, and people say, oh, you know, it's so easy to say, no, she wouldn't want that, but we also are human. But what I will say to that is this, that even though we know she wouldn't want that, every day that you're able to get up and do something and achieve something and produce something, you are getting better. And it takes 
time. So you got to celebrate every day. You know, um, you, you got to celebrate it. You got to keep moving. You got to keep going. And as long as you're able to do that, something good is going to come out of it. You know, uh, the, 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 the grief part, you know, the emotions, you're going to be able to manage that as time goes on. Every day you get closer to managing that. And we're never going to forget our mothers. Never. And that was just a small part of who they were, you know. The way in which they left us was just a small part. It seems like the world, but it was just a small part of who they were. Hmm. You know, I used to keep pictures of my mom in my phone during her illness. And I don't know why I kept them because the way in which she transformed, God is so graceful because he did not allow me to see her for what she truly looked like in those times. And it wasn't until after she passed and I looked at the pictures and I was like, oh my God, like I didn't see her transformation. I didn't see how her, her cheeks were, you know, sunken in and how her eyes were getting, I didn't see that. God, he gave, he gave, he put a veil over my eyes. I did not see it, but I was afraid to get rid of the pictures because I was like, I'm getting rid of a part of herself. So I spent years going through my phone, side swiping those pictures. But on that 10th anniversary that I talked about last year for passing, mm -hmm. I'm going to always have her. And I don't want to remember that as her because that's not all of who she was. Her grace during that period, her strength during that period. There were times I would catch my mom consoling other people about her illness. Wow. So for me, those are the things that I want to carry because that's a strong person that can do that. Oh, definitely. But I don't want to be reminded in the ways that I saw her change physically because that was only a small period of her life. So I had to get rid of those photos. Good for you. But I that's will awesome. say that that's how we have to look at that time because even in your circumstance, think about the laughter that you shared prior the 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 hugs you know the 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 you know the nudging and the celebration and you know think about those things yeah you know and those are the things that'll carry you can i just say that what you said is so prolific and i'm sitting here and i'm trying not to cry and i usually don't get like this on the show i've been doing this for a year and i don't typically get so emotional but i feel so comfortable in this oh, space to express thank myself you that hey, way. i don't want you to i don't want to make you cry <laughs> no but these are good tears because i think that when we lose somebody it's so easy for us to mm -hmm. um, equate everything to the fact that they're no longer here and the fact that you put it so poignantly and saying, you know, their, their passing is only but a part of their story yes. and not the totality of their story, like completely just altered my brain chemistry. Um, so thank you so much for that, because I will definitely take that with me. And I also think within this moment, you have helped me change the way that I view my podcast because I think that, you know, when we get these gifts from God or when people yes. get gifts from God in general, they think that they're supposed to 
be this Mm -hmm. thing that takes off like a rocket and like the focus ends up being about Mm -hmm. money and dollars. But when you look at it as something that's for you, I think that really changes the way that you create and the purpose of it and the intentionality you put behind it. So I also, again, want to thank you in this moment just for so much of your wisdom. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that and just your journey with the podcast in general and how it's been for you. Like, what does that growth look like for you? Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you, um, uh, there's some things that I have not, I know exactly what you're saying in terms of, because once my podcast came out, it kind of took a life of its own and it started to really grow really fast. And I started getting, I actually had more followers outside of my local Philadelphia area than I did right here in Philadelphia. So I thought that was really interesting because like all these other people that I really don't know, but they're following me and they're sending me these messages about, you know, you're so brave and you're helping me and I enjoy you. And so I thought it was pretty, you know, like, I'm like, oh gosh, what's going to happen? I even got, uh, there was a, a manager out in California that reached out to me and nice. uh, I even had some celebrity pretty comments that I received and I'm not going to name because I don't want name drop, but, (laughs) but I mean, I I was like, so what I'm doing really is bigger than what I thought. Cause I mean, at first you, it's almost like you may, you feel like sometimes that this is going to happen to take away from that tragedy happening. But what you realize is that what you're doing, the tragedy that happened prepared you to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. It prepared you to do this. It prepared you to talk to people right. so that people can learn from your experiences. So people can learn from my experiences. It helped you to create a platform that's available to people who are going through the pain that we're going through. So in other words, that is where our accolades will come from. And from that, the blessings will build upon that. And that's where the greatness will come. I remember when um, my podcast, when it was growing and I started to look at it differently, I got a life coach. Okay. So I had had a spiritual life coach and I was like, well, I want to talk to someone <laughs> I not that I was looking for someone that's not spiritual, but I want to talk to someone outside of that. Uh, so I, I got this other life coach that someone recommended to me. And I remember I was telling her some of the things I wanted to do with the podcast and she immediately kept shooting them down. God, I hate you know, well, that's not going to happen. I mean, you don't even have 10,000 followers and blah, 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 and she's going on and on. And eventually Goodbye. I decided that this person was probably not the right person for the vision that I had. And not too long after I was told by this person that I wasn't going to get like sponsorships or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't have 10,000 followers. Well, there was a company that reached out to me offering to sponsor me. Oh, I know that's right. They reached out to me. So uh, on my podcast, um, because I'm, you know, I am a plus size woman. Uh, I love clothes. So people would always talk about the way that I was dressed. And so I started, you know, letting people know who I had on and, you know, um, and during the time, because it was the pandemic, I started getting into vitamins. So I was taking 
these vitamins that were had become popular by uh, another person. And then I started taking them and then I would mention the vitamins. So then they reached out to me and asked me about a sponsorship. So I started promoting their the vitamins also, but I still didn't have 10,000 followers. Wow. And then a year after that, when I was going through some transitions because I also went through a divorce during the pandemic and while I was on the podcast and um, I remember, uh, you know, it was a lot going on and I kind of was ready. Like, I felt like, oh, I don't feel like doing this today, like getting on and being so positive on the podcast. And I even thought about like literally giving it up. Wow. Really? That day I received an email, wasn't fake, wasn't phony from an entertainer who I'm not going to name, but She's an actress. She does have a Philadelphia connection. I don't think that's how she found me. Um, I do remember commenting on something on her page, which I don't really do a lot. And she may have seen it and saw it, but she literally sent me an email that said that she checked out my page. She liked what I was doing. And she said, keep spreading love and light. That was literally all she said. Wow. And I knew like, Deirdre, this is bigger than you. Sure. You can't stop. Because if this person is recognizing this, and I'm sure they got a lot going on, you know, um, but again, I didn't have 10,000 followers. So everything is not about that. I think everything comes in God's timing. Absolutely. And when you're doing the things that you need to do, especially in terms of developing something that can help other people, it's going to reach the people that it needs to reach. We live in a society that glorifies negativity so much, but negativity is not always going to win. People are exhausted. Absolutely. Uh, People are exhausted with negativity. If the pandemic didn't show us anything, it should have shown us that, you know, that we are yearning for some positivity. And I mean, there, there, in a lot of ways, I see some of us going back to, you know, highlighting the negative things, but I'm telling you, I believe it in my heart that there is a place for positivity. There is a place for growth, for true growth and development. And you just got to be a little bit more patient. You got to be a little bit more patient with it. And I understand that. And you got to work a little harder at it because people have to catch up to your vision, you know, and, and that's what it's about. People have to catch up to that idea that I don't have to be negative. I don't have to yell at people and curse people out and hurt so people right. in order to be seen. I can be loved. I can be kind. You know, I can uplift another person. Um, Those 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 sentiments are real. And we need to focus more on that. You know, we have people, you know, right now that are vying for our attention in the media because this is an election year, you know, and a lot of times even on the news, they get caught up in the negativity but we have to understand that it is so much greater than that and that there is a place for 
real change and real positivity, but we all have to buy into it. And I, I, I do, I believe that. It's so nice to hear somebody have such a positive perspective on what is to come if we can all just get it together. So thank you so much for that um, insight and also just for your amazing words. I am really living for this conversation and you are just, you are amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, seriously. I am so happy to be sharing this space with you. You are just so wise. (laughs) Anytime, literally anytime. Well, as a fellow podcaster, you know, these things always go by so quickly and I could literally sit here and talk to you all day. But I do like to ask my guests before they leave if they have anything else that they want to contribute to the conversation that we have not talked about yet. I know we did talk about a lot, but this is your chance if you feel like you have anything you want to say that we didn't touch on. Uh, I definitely wanted to say that, um, you know, grief is just a place Um you don't have to live there. You don't have to take residency there. Find ways to grow and develop yourself. Um, I have become an author. Um, I have become a podcast host. I have become a motivational speaker, all because of my grief. Um, that it has propelled me to other levels. I've used it to take me to other levels. And my advice to anyone is find the positive in every day. Celebrate yourself. Um, you know, encourage yourself. You know, even those small things. You know, give yourself a pat on the back if you make it. If you make it through any little hurdle, but um, don't allow yourself to stay there. Use it as a tool for growth. Wow. And on that note, that's pretty much a mic drop. There is nothing left to say. Thank you so much for coming and spending this time with me. Thank you for having me. And on that note, y'all, we have reached the end of another episode of Damn Mom, really the podcast that nobody wants to be on and everybody wants to listen to. Deirdre, thank you again so much for your time, your wisdom. You are just so beautiful. I appreciate you you so much. And I also appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of Damn Mom, really. I'll see you guys in 10 days. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review and a comment. It's super, super helpful to us. And as promised, there's a relaxing cool down slash guided meditation by Liliana Rasmussen coming up in five, four, three, two. Welcome to this guided meditation session to create a safe place for you. Chronic pain can be very hard to handle, but many times when we create a mental image of our suffering, we tend to aggravate this pain, thus increasing it. Then every time we feel the sensation, we will have a negative thought attached to it on a conscious and subconscious level. So what this meditation will teach you are techniques to change the mental image that has been created from this pain, and instead implement a peaceful association with pleasant visualizations that create a warmer bonding between you and your body's sensations. This allows you to accept and allow, instead of fight and push away. Make sure you're in a very comfortable position. Sit down or lay down if that feels good for you, however you need to position yourself so that none of your muscles are activated or tense. Every part of your body can rest and feel completely relaxed during this meditation. Begin by taking five deep breaths to relax even more. One, full breath in and let it go. Two, fully inhale and exhale. Three, breathe in as much as you can and let it go, feeling a wave of relaxation come over you. Four, inhale deeply and exhale, feeling invigorated. 
five. Last one, fully inhale and exhale, feeling any tension loosen up and your body feeling extremely relaxed. Good. And just allow your breath to slow and flow naturally now. Don't try to change anything about it. Just notice the calmness that these five breaths gifted you. Notice how your body breathes without you doing anything at all. Begin to feel any sensations that you associate with your pain. Bring them into your awareness and allow these feelings to multiply. You're completely safe and secure. It's okay to allow these sensations to arise. They will not harm you. Put all of your focus on these areas. Really feel their exact position and the quality of the sensations. What's the pain like for you? Is it stinging, tingling, or burning? Perhaps it's like something else. In your mind, describe every detail and then sit with it. Be entirely with it while it presents itself. Don't do anything about it except feel it. Allow the sensations to grow and don't stop them. Just see what they do. Notice the details of changes the sensations make. Good, you're doing so well. Now switch your focus and bring into your mind's eye a visual of a place you love to go or have been to that is very serene and peaceful for you. It could be an imaginary place, like on top of a gorgeous mountain, or somewhere you frequently go, like a nearby nature path. Your favorite place could be as simple as your warm, cozy bed next to a loved one. Wherever this place is for you, see it vividly right now. Start by visualizing all the physical aspects of this place. Where are you? What do you see when you look up? If you're outside, it could be the sky. If you're in a safe room somewhere, it could be the ceiling. Notice everything you see when you look up. Now look down and at your feet. What does the ground look like below you? Gaze all around this favorite place of yours, making the colors bright and vivid. Make out even more details now, like the leaves on the trees and plants or the things that are placed around the room. Do you notice any patterns anywhere? They could be patterns in nature, like the way things grow, or the patterns of fabrics and objects in a room. Notice every pattern you can find in great detail. The more details you can imagine, the better. How dark or light out is it? What time of the day do you think it is? And make a judgment about the placement of the sun in the sky. Which way is the light of the sun coming into your imagination? Look at all of the beautiful things that make this place so enjoyable for you. Use your visual creativity of this place for the next several moments. Nice. Now you are going to bring about the sensations this beautiful spot offers. Start by tapping your feet on the ground. Is the surface hard or soft? Feel the ground below you here with your feet, noticing anything you can about it. Become aware of the temperature in this place. Is it cool or warm or hot? Is there a breeze blowing or is the air calm and still? Can you feel the sun on your skin? Sit with these sensations for a few moments and enjoy them. Are there any smells here? If you're imagining the beach, maybe you can smell the salty air, or if you're in a forest, the smell of nature. Just notice how your sense of smell can create sensations of aromas for you when you put your mind to it. What about sounds? Bring fully into this experience any sounds that surround you here. Perhaps you hear a loved one nearby. Perhaps you're alone and you can hear the sounds that nature creates for you. Vividly hear any sounds in this experience. Sit with these senses activated for a few moments and begin to interact with your environment. Great. To relax even further, become aware of what you're doing here. Are you sitting down and relaxing or walking around and exploring? Are you doing exactly what you love and want to do? 
See yourself being completely relaxed and happy here. There's no need to do anything here but relax and enjoy it. Be assured that this place is always here for you to keep you safe if you need to flee from pain. Take another slow and deep breath in. And as you exhale, you feel at complete peace with yourself and all the sensations in your body. As I speak these words to you, you are changing the mental images associated with your pain. Whenever you feel overwhelmed by the sensations in your body, repeat this exercise to accept the pain and change the thoughts associated with it. When you use this technique, you will stop the pain from becoming aggravated and growing stronger. When you vividly visualize a safe and peaceful place in moments of distress, you are slowing down your pulse and blood pressure, creating a peaceful and strong connection to your body and mind. Allow yourself to slowly become aware of your surroundings, and whenever you are ready, open your eyes, ready to go about your day peacefully.